Welcome to The Course Consultant Show, a show dedicated to help you launch your online course with ease. Get ready to hear from successful course creators who ditched the nine to five, gained passive income on their couch, and took charge of their dreams. Here's your host, Melody Johnson, a professional online course designer and lover of all things chocolate. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Course Consultant Show. I am so excited today to talk about today's topic. Today, we're gonna be talking about how to create effective video training online, how to stay on budget, how to use the best tools, and how to actually get all of those specific topics pulled together in a clear and concise video. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm gonna go ahead and dive into today's topics. First of all, when it comes to online training and courses, a lot of people find that they prefer videos. Give me a thumbs up if you like watching videos when you're watching online courses. Hopefully you agree. So for me, when I actually create online courses for my clients, I typically try to vary the types of what I refer to as deliverables, but when it comes to if you were to create your own online training, I would actually start first by thinking about what are the key learning objectives that you want your students to understand and accomplish. And so when you're thinking about how to allow your students to learn, you have to start first with the end result. Let's take for example, one of my students who was trying to actually allow her students to learn how to write a manuscript for a novel. Well, of course the end result is for students to write a novel, but if somebody is just starting out and they're completely brand new to the concept of writing a novel, they probably first need to know some basics, right? So again, in that second step, you're gonna think about what that end result is. Thinking now to the third step, you're gonna work backwards from that by writing out what small lessons the student will need to be able to understand. So again, going back to that explanation that I shared with you, when somebody's trying to learn, they really need you to break down the steps into small incremental lessons. So if I were to take, for example, writing the script, I would probably start first on the actual steps of under, understanding what's incorporated into a story. So going back to your basics in English, when you're in English class, you're gonna talk about the beginning, the introduction, you're gonna talk about setting the scene, you're gonna have to talk about the climax and the conclusion, and of course all the little bits and pieces as you go up into the climax and descending down into the conclusion. So without getting too fancy, it's pretty simple if you were to write this out. What you would do is you would actually start first with the end result, work backwards, and write out each small step. I always try to describe this in the sense that if you were to create a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you did not know how, what was the first step that you would do? Well, first of all, you would need to have two pieces of bread. Then you would need to have your ingredients, your peanut butter and your jelly. And then you would need to get your knife, your butter knife, and just simply um, go ahead and spread out the peanut butter and jelly. So I think when you think about 
actually breaking down those lessons and breaking down the video, you'll be able to actually clearly communicate to your student what exactly is needed. Now, often this is the case when you're talking about abstract concepts, it's also very important to have some sort of supplemental activity. Like let's say, for example, you're speaking about leadership development. Well, that's a very abstract concept. So you need some way for students to be able to understand and comprehend this. So using some supplemental learning activities along with your videos are actually going to really help to reinforce learning. Um, one of my clients, Andrea Pavia, uh, she did a great job in her Instagram marketing academy class where she had supplemental strategy guides and planners along with her lessons which were video based that allowed students to actually comprehend the lessons as they were going through developing their own Instagram marketing strategy. Now let's take for example the next step and that is what is it that you need to record? Uh, so for example, if you were to take a video, you have probably two examples. You'd have one, the video example of actually using a screen recording software. And some people prefer to do a talking head, which is simply one person talking straight to a screen, much as what I'm doing right now. And so if you think about those options, uh, those are really a great starting point. You can get really, really fancy and do even some animated video or even hire a videographer to put your videos together. When you start to get into that stage, it's definitely time to outsource to a professional like me or somebody uh, who is more experienced with those video editing softwares. And so those kinds of exciting new ventures are absolutely fantastic. But for most of us who really want to actually put something together really fast and don't want to hire a team, or maybe they're not prepared to hire a team yet, you can still do it on a budget by simply using the right tools. And what tools am I referring to? So first of all, you would want to start with tools that are going to lend itself to the type of video training that you need. So again, if we're talking about doing a simple screen share, your video lesson is mostly is probably going to be comprised of a PowerPoint. I had one of my clients ask me, which is better for the learner, a video screen share, seeing my face, or having an animated video? Well, the answer is it all depends on your learner and what their preferences are. And to be honest, as long as the content is engaging, it really doesn't matter how the information is presented as long as it meets the overall lesson objectives. So let's take, for example, video screen sharing software, which is probably one of the most common ways to share video and virtual training, especially when it's held online within a webinar or within a recorded video. That is going to be the simplest way to go about it on a budget. And so what I recommend in terms of screen recording software, I recommend using a few different tools. I've used these myself and I've recommended that other people use them as well. So on the first scale, you have your free tools, and that would be obviously Loom. Loom is one of my preferred easy to use Loom uh, recording software. It allows you to record your screen, record your face, and once you get into the pro version, you'll also be able to draw on actual screens, which is actually a really great tool to have. The second tools that I recommend to my clients are 
two options. One is a Google Chrome extension called Screencastify, and this is a really great tool. It does have a free version, but it exports with a little uh, branded icon on the bottom right. So I don't recommend that if you're trying to sell your recordings on a course. I recommend upgrading. And the second option is also Screencast-O-Matic. So Screencastify and Screencast-O-Matic are very similar in names, but they function very very similar as well and they're pretty affordable if you look at the annual or monthly plan. The annual plan I believe for Screencast-O-Matic is about $20 so it's definitely worth it. I personally love using Screencast-O-Matic because it allows me to edit the audio and separate the tracks between video and audio. It also allows me to do some other editing as well including allowing me to export the files in MP4 add text transcriptions using their text transcription software. It also allows me to edit and cut scenes, which allows me to cut and paste. And it also allows me to do lots of other cool things, such as adding text, allowing me to add pop-ups. Um, you can get very advanced in this very simple to use software. And trust me, it can be very expensive purchasing much higher end video editing software. So let's take, for example, if you were a video editor and let's say that you are somebody who is experienced in that, what would you actually need to actually get prepared to share your videos online? So if you are more experienced, you might want to consider using a video editing software and that could include Final Cut Pro is a common one. You also have some Adobe products that are pretty um, more expensive, but they, they do provide a higher quality of output output and that would be including that would be including uh, how to use uh, Camtasia you can use also another video editing software uh, that I used for animated videos which is called Beyond um, now I do recommend Beyond is really more for corporate or business to business type of online training so that certainly is a great one to check out in case you are wondering so when it comes to your video editing software, you need to determine what is going to be recorded. So again, prepare your slides in advance if you're doing a screen capture. Two, if you're outsourcing or you're doing more advanced video editing, you'll need to actually determine if you need a voiceover script. And so a lot of people ask me, do I need a voiceover script or do I not need a voiceover script? The answer is, again, it's dependent on your comfort level. I recommend having a voiceover script if you're recording your screens via slide shares. So if you're actually recording slides, I recommend that you actually record and have a screen, uh, voiceover screen, excuse me, voiceover script. And your voiceover script is really gonna help you read out exactly what you wanted to portray to your students. And this is really one of the biggest pro tips that I would recommend when you're actually recording your videos. If you're doing any specific type of training and it requires that you share your screen and you're doing slides, I recommend actually preparing the slides in advance and ensuring that you have a voiceover script. Okay, here's the second option. If you do not want to share your screens and you want to share your face, 
I recommend not having a script, but just having bullet points. So have something around you that's going to be able to be easily read and not shuffling around with your papers or looking over and awkwardly trying to recite something or memorize something. Why? Because it's going to feel forced. It's going to feel unnatural and you're going to feel uncomfortable when you're on screen. Unless you're a broadcaster or someone who has acting uh, experience or performance experience in the past. The thing that I want to also encourage you to consider is to also practice in advance. Practice makes progress. Practice makes progress. So what I mean to say when you practice recording your screens and recording your face, sometimes you're going to make mistakes and you might lose an entire few hours just reciting and re-recording so save yourself the hassle before you press record by practicing what you are going to say do it one to two times maybe even three times and then when you're ready press record it can be very very overwhelming to try and record so many different scenes and try to get it perfect all at once you are not going to get it perfect all at once and that's the beauty of understanding where your progress comes in. You are not going to be perfect. You have to give yourself space to breathe, to relax, to lean into this new role as a course creator. So I'm very excited to share with you these tips. I do want to share with you a few other tips regarding recording video and that's the, the importance of quality audio. How many of you guys have ever watched a video and the audio quality was terrible? I have. I definitely have. And I will tell you, it has not been fun to listen to. I immediately want to X out and skip to something that has a much better audio quality. So here's what I recommend. I recommend when recording audio to have a quality microphone. Now, it doesn't have to be very expensive. It just has to be accurately portraying your voice. You don't want to be too quiet. You don't want to be too loud. What you want is clear, crisp audio with minimal background noise. So how do you get great audio quality? Well, the first thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that you have the right microphone. I recommend two microphones that I've used that are very much underneath $100. The first audio microphone that I recommend is the Blue Snowball Yeti. This Snowball Yeti is normally under $50 and allows you to easily record with a USB interface for your laptop or desktop computer. It also allows you to export and save the files in MP3, and if you need to use it in a WAV format, you can also do that as well. Another thing that I would also recommend using if you're interested in purchasing a higher quality audio, uh, I would consider using the ATR USB 2100 or one of their affi affiliated types of microphones. I use the ATR microphone. It's a USB inner, uh, it's a USB interface with my computer and it allows me to record my audio. I can do it for my Zoom sessions. It's really easy to use. My microphone, when I purchased it, comes with this very small stand. And what you wanna do again is once you do have your microphone, you should place that microphone in a consistent space between your mouth and the microphone. Why is that important? Why does it matter? 
Well, here's the reason why. When you are recording in different sessions, let's say that you sit down to record and you record about five videos, and then the next day you record five videos again. If your microphone is a different distance from your mouth to the microphone, you're gonna notice a difference in sound level. Why? Because the distance between your mouth and the microphone is going to be at a different distance, right? So if you're closer to the microphone, you're gonna get one sound. If you're farther away from the microphone, you're gonna get a different sound. And if you were to listen to playing it back, you might notice between one video to the next video that the voice level is actually different. Now, does it really matter? I, I guess it doesn't really matter if you if it's very nominal nominal and you can't hear the difference but once you start charging two thousand dollars four thousand or five thousand dollars for a course that's when it does matter you really should make sure that you have accurate distance between your mouth and the microphone when you're recording your video so how do you make sure that the distance is the same each consistent time that you are recording well first of all what you need to do is actually ensure that you have either a stand or a microphone boom arm a boom arm is essentially it's a metal um it's a metal I'd frame, I guess, it allows you to actually hook up your microphone to the arm and it allows it to be either clamped on your desk or sometimes it, it will be able to clamp to any other type of surface so that it will be consistently one area between your mouth and the microphone. Another thing to do is consider purchasing a stand. You can normally purchase a stand as an accessory on Amazon. They're pretty affordable there. Uh, and when you're doing the podcast recording, what you want to do is, again, three, uh, the, the third thing you want to do is actually ensure that the background noise levels are down. So what do I mean by background noise? I mean, if your dog is out there hanging out with you, you might want to actually make sure that the dog is in a different room. If you have young children in the background or if you even have the AC on, the noise in the background can be very, very distracting. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure you're in a very quiet setting in the room. Make sure if you have family members or anyone else present in the house, you ensure and you communicate that they need to keep their voices down especially when it comes to your recording time. It's very hard, I know, especially if you're working from home to ensure that you have quality audio. But trust me, when you actually play back the audio, you want it to sound crisp, clear, and professional. And to do that, you need to make sure you have all the equipment together, you have prepared what you are going to say, and you will also practice beforehand. So keeping all of that in mind, I know that there's so much that goes into recording videos. Um, I want to also share with you that it is important to know that it's fine if you make a mistake. It's fine if you're still working on this on your own and you make a few videos and it really didn't go according to plan. What you want to do is ask for feedback. It's so important to ask for feedback when you're writing your own uh, content you want to be able to ensure that everything that you're doing is going to make sure that you have uh, a good sense of what people are interested in listening or learning to so once you have everything put together 
and you've asked for feedback and you've recorded your screens, then it's time to host. Once you host everything, you'll need to make sure that you either post set it to private um, and it could be hosted either on Vimeo or YouTube, whatever the case may be, you need to make sure that you have an easy way to access it. If you're using a course platform such as Thinkific, Podia or Kajabi or one of the many other course platforms, you don't really have to worry about hosting. But if you're going to be referencing some of these videos periodically, you might want to consider actually hosting it on a third party platform. There's also another video host platform called Wistia but it's not as important to uh, to consider that if you're just using a course platform all right guys there was so much information that I shared with you today I am so excited to share with you something that I've been working on for a while and that is I am holding a free training called systematic funnels workshop and this workshop you'll learn what it is to create your offer create the funnel by using the right tools and everything you need to know to get your funnel up and working. I'm going to leave a link in the comments on my Facebook group. If you're listening to this podcast episode, this will be airing on or around end of mid to end August. And so what I would love for you to do is go now to register for this training. It is paid, but it's going to be jam-packed you're going to get feedback on your offerings. You're going to, we're going to talk about funnels and how you can systematize and automate your funnels so you can get more passive income on autopilot. If you're interested in learning more about this and you don't see any of your answers on the actual page, I would love for you to just reach out to me. You can reach out to me directly in the group. You can post a comment to learn more here inside of our Facebook group, or you can send me an email at hello at thecourseconsultant.com. It's super affordable right now. It's only $47. At $47, I feel like it's a great, great, great um, use of your time because not only are you going to get this live training, it's about an hour and a half, but you're also going to have time to get feedback on what you need for your main offers, your bump offers, your upsells, and how you can maximize each transaction to make it increase your overall passive income revenue. That's it for today's episode on The Course Consultant Show. I can't wait for you guys to join me mid-August for a Systematic Funnels training workshop. Thank you so much for watching, and I hope you have a great day.